Good morning, good morning, people. Good morning, good morning. It's your boy, Mr. High Fives and Good Vibes again. Had some technical difficulties 15, 20 minutes ago. Computers wasn't acting right. For some reason, somebody want to shut me down. I don't know. I don't know. But what I was saying earlier was that. Let me start over all the way. Already. You know. Today on the podcast, we was gonna talk, we're talking about the cost of consequences and how important is consequences? How important is it to your growth? You know? How are you going to how are you going to sit up there? How are you going to sit up there and better yourself by not learning from your failures? I don't want to say failures, but consequences. You know, life tends to throw us things and we tend to be hard-headed and try to see what works out for us. And in essence, sometimes it don't work out on purpose. Because sometimes we ain't meant, we aren't meant, not ain't meant, but we aren't meant to... Follow through on what we need to do as individuals to better ourselves. Hence, if we touch a, if we touch hot fire, it's gonna it's gonna burn. And what we need to understand is that our growth and development is contingent or comprised of failure or consequences because if we never learn that fire is hot we'll never know what happens when we burn ourselves if we, we if we never said that got popped by the grease when we cooking something we'll never know how to cook trial and error is our best teachers Trial and error helps us become better people. And what tends to happen is that we run into our problems. We run into our problems. Hey. (laughs) We tend to run into our problems and Run into them with our fists, with our fists, with our guns blazing. And half the time, we don't even need to be doing it. Half the time, we tend to bump our heads and learn the hard way. And what makes it uh, what makes it hard with that is what makes it hard is that we tend to. Just let life go. That's my hero academia. Anime. I love it. Um, what we tend to do as individuals when we, when we face these consequences is that we either pout, get upset, and we just 
be all be all out of ourselves. And it's 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 upsetting because <laughs> it's upsetting because we mm, when we make our mistakes, we whine. And then half the time we don't want to fix the problem. <laughs> and when we don't when we don't fix the problem, the problem builds up and then it becomes more more problems and more problems and more problems and it's ad, and it adds up. But what we tend to fail to realize is from our failures, there are more opportunities. You know, a lot of people always say you're stuck between the rock and the hard place. Well, that's when you have to be creative. Yeah, yeah, and see, we do go we, that 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 direction tends to happen. We do tend to try to blame others for our own actions. We tend to blame the environment for our own actions when we are the creators of that environment, right? So, the the, the issue we need to work with at hand is how do we create opportunities? From these consequences or from these failures, because constantly blaming everybody doesn't create the opportunity. Constantly saying who and what is doing it to me or how it's happening to me doesn't help nobody. So you got to put yourself in a position to where I know that from point A to point B, there's going to be some obstacles. So how am I able going to? How am I going to be able to get around the, around the obstacles? How am I? How am I going to be able to get around the problem? How am I going to come up and create a better and new solution for my situation or for my personal growth, right? That's where the creation begins. You sit up there, you want to try to be a nurse. You realize you don't like blood. So then you say, okay, well, I want to try this. You realize that don't work. Oh, I want to try this. You realize that don't work. And then you finally niche together pieces of what didn't work to what can work and then you finally get the results you desire. That's why the consequences are important because when you get enough of them, you begin to build a path to exactly where you need to be. You begin to build a path to exactly where you need to go. And if you if you take all the mistakes you made and all the consequences you faced and you line them up, you'll realize there's a small piece a helpful information that's going to add and add and add. You know, a lot of the times when you sit up there and you save a dollar every day, you get $30 a month. But if you sit up there and you just keep saving, 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 before you know it, you got $365. And then you be like, okay, well, I, man, that $300 came out of nowhere. Then you decide to do it twice over. Then boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, you got $720. It adds up over time. That, that level of experience from your consequences adds up over time. And what we need to do as individuals is make sure that we keep adding to those experiences. Because our experiences are great. Most of the time they're they're awesome. Most of the time, even when uh when it seems like we fail, we still are doing good. You know? Even though when it seems difficult, we are still doing great. Even though because because the reason why we're still doing great is because now we have the opportunity to sit here and learn what worked and what didn't work. When you have an opportunity to learn 
how to build yourself and how to make yourself better from that one particular incident to another particular incident, it it it, it does some staggering growth. You have it's like going up in steps. But half the time we stay at this one bar because of one problem and we're not getting over it. And that's where we need to get over it. That's what we need to move forward. That's what we need to uh, that's what we need to put ourselves in a position to to grow. Like seriously, like how can you sit up there and be pouting and fussing and mad at the world all the time and when you correct it all, when you when when life makes you when life corrects you, you sit there and pout and not say nothing, and then all of a sudden you wondering, well, I ain't I ain't I ain't I ain't garbage, I ain't crap, I ain't da 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 da. Well, the reason why you in that position is because you you really just um you really just need to understand how to do it. How to sit up there and uh, and make it worth your while, you know. And the problem is, how can you do it? How can you do it? And the reason why I say how you can do it is because is it's a you situation, and you need to be able to yeah constructive criticism. But see, a lot of people can't take constructive criticism. A lot of people just want to just. Do what they do best and pout and moan and make it easy for themselves. That's the problem. And when they finally decide to do something, the problems are built up and the weight of the situation has gotten so bad that they don't, uh, what up, Benny? The problem of the situation has gotten so bad that you don't want to. You, you don't want to sit up there and, and change. You you don't. You like well, it's too much going on. I got this, that, that, this, that, that, that. Sometimes you need to pop off when the problems start popping in. You know. Sometimes when you sit up there and you have a consequence, you need to sit up there and look at it and be like, hey, okay, let me see what's going on here. Why is it wrong? Why am I going? To, why why am I going in this direction? Why I'm, why is all being set up crazy like this? And. It's just, you have to be able to react properly. And when I mean react properly, you have to be able to look and see and, and put together a plan so it can be the best plan possible for you, you know? And when you finally establish that, when you finally have established that possible plan, and then that's when you know that all your mistakes that you made are coming, are creating something that makes it a, a progression for yourself, you know, a, 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 a walk in the right direction, a step in the right direction. And the only way, and the only way to, you know, to keep doing that is to keep repeating that same process. Like I said earlier, you take little, the small pieces of the, uh, the small Gains from the big problem or the consequence, and you just add them one step in front of the other, walking, do 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 do. Before you know it, you've created a path for yourself that makes you that lines you up with everything you really need to make you the best version of yourself. Okay, 
Why are failures and consequences important? Why are they important? I just said everything right now to show you the importance. If you live life 100% successfully, you would never know what you want out of life. If you had got everything you want 100% of the time, you got the job, you got the money, you got the car, you got the house, and yeah, you put the work in, but you, you face no obstacles. When you finally do, you ain't gonna know how to act. Because failures and consequences, and I don't really like saying the word failures, but failures and consequences builds character. You have to know that you will lose sometimes. You have to know that life will go astray a little bit. You have to, you have to understand that feeling. You have to. And the thing is, you if you don't if you don't ever experience that, if you don't ever experience that, that's 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 a whole level of problems that you're not ready for. That's a whole level of issues that you are not ready for. And the biggest fallacy of man is we feel like we can't fail. No, we need to fail. We need to trip up. We need to fall. Sometimes flat on our face. So we can understand, I don't want to go to that level of pain no more. What did I learn from this experience? I learned that I don't need to be doing this, that, this, that, and this. But what I can do is this, this, and this. So, when, when we have our obstacles and we have our, our trials and when we, when, when we battle test it, because life, I'm sorry, if you if you're a normal human being, you face some things. I'm sorry, you face some shit, and you you know you face adversity on the on the constants. And I say that for real because the biggest adversary is yourself. Your biggest adversary is when you lay down in the bed and you have to decide whether you want to go to work or not. That that's already adver adversity right there. When you sit up there, you 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 punching the same clock. You deal with these same retarded ass people. And you have to make make money to pay bills. So when you then when that alarm clock first pops off and you have to look up, open your eyes and say, you have to make a choice right there. You have to sit up there and face adversity right there in the morning because you don't know what these people are capable of. You don't know what they're going to be doing. You don't know how this day is going to start, but know that it has started. And so, when we understand how important consequences and failures are, when we wake up in the morning, we understand, I don't get the work, these bills ain't going to be paid. And guess what? If these bills don't get paid, I'm going to be hell out of luck. I'm going to be out of luck for real. I'm going to be hell out of luck. I'm going to sit up there and have to be without heat, without light, without food so you know those those things happen when you don't make the adjustments to the consequences you know at one point we we had to ask for that extension on that light bill at one point we had to ask for extension on that water bill and the reason why is because we didn't know about those things 
You know about those things until it actually happened to it. That water got cut off. Wait, hey, 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 what happened? Water off. Da, 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 da. Now you got to call the people and people are like, well, we do, we do, we do have programs where we can extend it. Da, 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 da. You don't never find out what's out there until you face the adversity or you face the consequence, you know? So, a key component with consequences is acceptance. Okay? You have to accept what happened. You know, that, that you know, I'm giving you the plan of how as you as an individual can work through these consequences and failures. One is acceptance. You have to see that you messed up and something didn't work out. You have to accept that. It, it, it falls on you. It falls on you. And once you start to accept that, that's the first step. After acceptance is evaluation. You have to evaluate if the problem is bigger than me. If the problem is bigger than you, you need to remove yourself from that situation and create a new outlet and start over again. If the problem is within your realm of understanding, pick what things from that situation or that consequence can actually modify and make the situation better. Because every time there's a problem, there is a solution. Sometimes the solution is circumventing or turning the problem around. Sometimes it's looking at the problem and dissecting it and breaking it down. Sometimes it requires you to interact with the problem. Yes, sir. Not today, sir. Well, when you try to you Monday is Monday in the day. First technical difficulties, and now any other any other Monday, I'm not getting no attention. And now folk want to talk to me about cutting trees and everything. But the show must go on because I'm not gonna let life interrupt this message. Because it must be a pretty good message if I'm getting interrupted in so many angles, so many angles. Yeah, he talking about. Can I cut your trees for you? And I'm like, man, you don't see me talking to myself. Really, I'm talking to y'all. But, you know, if you see me talking to myself, like, scroll on, man. <laughs> like, golly. But I guess that this message must be important because I'm getting all types of interference. And I'm going to push through today. I'm going to push through today. <laughs> so I'm going to push through today. Yeah, it ain't nothing going to stop me today. Okay, so... Acceptance and evaluation. Now, I'm at the part where I said, where I said, if the problem is within you, within your range, you can you can adjust it to where it benefits you and the environment around you, right? And then the final phase is initiation. All right. From there, you have to initiate something new to the consequence. Like, if I sit up there and I burn my hand. On the stove, cooking. I already know it's within my realm of scope. I don't want to be burnt no more. So guess what I do? I get an oven mitt or I get a glove. When I, whenever I'm using some, whenever I'm using some around the stove. Now when I'm around the stove and I got gloves on, boom, my hands are protected. Now you just now I just modified the situation, and I made what was what was the consequence or the problem or the failure 
a learning experience, a, a, a adaptation. And now I've initiated something new by protecting my hands. Hey, let me protect my hands so I don't burn myself. So we got to accept, got to evaluate, we got to initiate. And I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep talking about initiate because initiation from the consequence requires you changing your idea about the problem itself. Like for example, I'm gonna use my daughter. She's a little hardhead. She tends to see everything right in front of her, and then when you break it down to her, she's like, "Oh well, I could have really did it that way." You know, sometimes she gets into an argument with, uh, or she may have an attitude with one of the teachers. And she don't see the whole picture. And then, bam, we come home, we give her the whole picture. These teachers are just these teachers are just following the rules and they're asking you to follow the rules. Now, what you need to do is just follow the rules. Don't make it complicated. And you ain't got to sit up there and be Miss Goody Two-Shoes today. If they need quiet in the class, tone it down. If they don't need you acting a fool, don't act a fool. I mean, it's, it's simple. What makes it difficult is the fact that you try to see what you can get away with, which is another thing about consequences that I'm about to lead into now. You have to minimize the criminal-minded mentality. And what I mean by criminal-minded, and I'm not saying everybody's a criminal, but this is a common knowledge with criminals. Criminals always see what they can get away with. Consequences also come from trying you trying to see what you can get away with, knowing damn well you don't need to be doing that. You know, you sit up there and you be like, well, I'm going to try it this way and see what I can get away with. Boom. Then you hit with a consequence and then you have to make the adjustment and initiate a new part of the situation to make you better, to make you understand that where you messed up at was this and I'm not going to do that no more. Maybe make the adjustment to change because consequences of failures bring forth change within the person if they decide to do it, you know, if they decide to change, if they decide to make the right decision, if they decide to move forward. So our biggest battle within ourselves is seeing what we can get away with instead of just doing what's necessary. Do what's necessary, I and mean, we won't have so many issues. But sometimes, when doing what's necessary, and this is a question I pose to y'all, can really doing what is necessary all the time bring you happiness? Can it bring you peace? Can it bring you joy? Can it uh, can it make you a better person? Can doing what's necessary give you a better life? I mean, you may be safe, but does it give you a better life? And that's where risk is involved. Do you take that risk? Do you sit up there and go against the grain every once in a while? Hey, sometimes it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But when you go with that risk, and that risk puts you in the bind, you, you're supposed to learn from that. You do, 110%. And you say, okay, well, I ain't going to take that much of a risk. Or what did I learn from taking this risk? Or what did I learn from pushing this situation? You know? And... When you finally get that ball rolling and finally realizing that, hey, I'm learning from this situation. I'm learning from these consequences. I'm learning from my mistakes. I'm learning, 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 learning. You start to build something up. You start to build up experience. You start to build up 
you start to build up communication within yourself of what is possible with you and what shouldn't even be an idea for you, you know? We can't always go a straight line. And the reason why is because if we go a straight line, can we know exactly where our destination is going to be? As human beings, we have to sit up there and look this way and try this way. Sometimes our path has to change. Sometimes we change our own path. You know, because our human life is like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it goes in multitudes of directions. If, if human life was a straight path, trust and believe me, a lot of the stuff we go through, a lot of the problems that we have right now wouldn't even exist. Because it would be a fair share for everybody. And guess what? Life ain't fair, and we know that. When we accept the problem and we evaluate what we can do with the problem and we initiate a new standard from the problem, that all that implements is change and growth and development. It also gives it experience, you know, and half the time when you fail and you gain from something from it and you become bigger from it, you go back and laugh and you go back and share a good memory about it because that was the moment you had the epiphany. That was the moment you had the good time. That was the moment that you did what you thought was best for you. And now it's like, okay, I thought that was cool, but <laughs> now I look at it, yeah, I'm glad I did better. I'm glad I I'm glad that I did move uh, move forward and got you know better at what I'm doing. So we as individuals must understand that it's all a progression game. It's all a progression game, babe. It's all, it's all about how much better are you today than you were yesterday? What did you learn from yesterday that made you better today? Where have you slipped up at yesterday and you know you can make that correction today? Because the, because the presence is a present. You know, the president is a gift. You know, you have right now to make the adjustments available to whatever you situation or whatever problem or failure or consequence you faced yesterday. You have a chance to make it better today. You have a chance to change it around and, and you have a chance to accept it and evaluate and initiate, you know. When you when you when you do all that. All it does is going to make your life better. All it does is going to make you um, realize that you have infinitesimal potential. You, and because we're going to make mounds of mistakes. We have, we have room for infinitesimal potential and infinitesimal mistakes. We can keep going now. We can stay at the same, what's the name, or we can keep going up. You know? Now, within the initiation, within the initiation part, when you initiate, you have to come with this one frame of mind. You have to act as if what you do makes a difference because it does. When you sit up there and you decide to initiate a new part of the consequences to make your life better, and what I mean by initiate, you take those failures, and if it's beyond you, create a new track for yourself. Or if it's within your realm, still create something new within it. Initiate. Create something new within it. 
And when you create that new track of new purpose, you have to come in with the ideology that I can make a difference within myself from here. Because I'm going to be a different version of myself after the problem. I'm going to be a different version of myself after the situation. But that's only if you initiate it. Right? Now, when we talk about initiation, we talk about where do we initiate. Which leads into my next part. Like I said, this podcast goes from the human experience, which is people, places, and things. And when I describe places, I do describe beautiful, ideal places where we can go to, rest our minds. But I also take those places in hindsight to what are those places like that do for you? You know, how do they better you? And like I tell everybody, I went to Colorado and I swear to God, that was a life-changing experience for me. It really was. I, realized, I didn't realize how much of a mountain man I was. I mean, I can't deal with the nine degree weather out there in Colorado. Nine degrees? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Nope. But what I can do is stare at those beautiful mountains. And it was a very beautiful. It's just seeing nature and stuff like that. It's it was so wonderful. It's always gonna be wonderful like that to see nature in its raw form. And when <laughs> when we are in yes, baby. The sun, the sun rising over the mountains, loved it. I just wish it was. I wish it could stay at least sixty, anywhere from forty to sixty degrees. I could work with anything below twenty in the single digits. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna need a summer home somewhere. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I might have a summer home in Colorado. That's about it. I can't. I can't do it the rest of the year. But the next part of the places is mountain high, valley low. And I know it's probably Yolanda Adams song. Uh, but but I'm using it as a means to open your minds. Okay. What makes the mountains so majestic? What makes mountains great? Right? We go, we see these big, beautiful rock formations. Some of them have been here for millions of years. Sturdy, ain't chains, might have might have been weathered, but guess what? They they stand firm, they stand strong. They stand steady, you know? And what makes it stand steady is the foundation of the mountain itself. It's been it's comprised of years and layers and layers and layers and layers. And then you get these ridges and rock formations and just, just build. And it creates something so beautiful. It creates something so natural, so so majestic that it makes you really rethink your life all together, you know? It really does. It makes you say, hey, um, maybe, just maybe, um, I might be looking to a log cabin or something. I might want to live out here with this situation. And the reason for that is, I personally believe, the reason why mountains are so beautiful because personally, when you sit up there and you take a collection of a lot of experience and a lot of um, 
gains in life. You start to build something. You start to form and start to shape. Mountains remind me of how my life is going. I'll be 40 this year. If we're 40, <laughs> almost 40 years here, and I've had tons of experience, and I go back and look at everything I've done, and I'm like, okay, I'm writing a book. I got a podcast going. In my young years, hey, I even performed at a concert. I had a rap song going on. I'm, yeah. I had, I had some things going on. I was doing some marvelous things. And it was very, very fun. It's still fun. These experiences are still fun. I watch my anime. I, when I look at the list of things, great things I have in my life, I have a great family. Sometimes they get on my nerves, but I love them. I have a great family. And when you accumulate all that greatness, it becomes a big, beautiful mountain, this big, beautiful terrain, well taken care of because nature formed it itself. You know, how sometimes when you look at the mountain, you see that little dense cloud over the mountains and stuff. Or you see that sunrise coming over the mountains. It's a beautiful sight because when you see the mountain, you see the acclamation of what you did, your hard work and all that other stuff. And you, and you see the sunrise. And it's peaking of a new opportunity over that horizon. Like, dang, I still can create. I still can do more. I still can build more. That's what the mountains symbolize. You know, you still can create, you still can build, you still can do more. And when that sun, when that sun cracks over those mountains, or when the sun sets over those mountains, when the sun sets over those mountains, it still it closes the opportunity to say, hey, now we're done for the day, but guess what? We're going to start a new tomorrow. When I see mountains, I see something anew. There's something that's been here, but it's always... That one mountain went just like this. Years and decades of formations and co uh, corrosion has made the mountain the way it is. So, what we see within the mountain is that all the growth and potential we're supposed to have, all the growth in things that makes us a better makes us better people, you know, and that's where we kick off at. That's where we. That's that's where we get that's where we get our joy from. That's where we get our um, that's where we get our happiness from. That's where we get all this great stuff from. You know, just just living in those great moments from when our kids are born to when they graduate high school and they go to college or go to a trade school or do something that makes themselves better. All those experiences accumulate. Then you do the same thing. You know, you have all these experiences that make you better, and it accumulates and becomes this beautiful formation. To where, when the opportunity rises again, you see it and be like, okay, we can get back at it, you know. Now let's talk about the valley low. The mountain high is always the optimistic side of life. Sometimes we use the idea of moving mountains, you know, as we say mountains are obstacles, but... Mountains, to me, mountains is just a formation of a bunch of experiences. You know, we don't need to move them. We need to get, we can traverse them across them. And also, we can use them as a means to look at that life and make sure that we can do, we still have opportunities to be better. Now, 
valley low. When I mean by valley low, and I don't mean this far from negative. When I say valley low, valleys are infinite when it comes to looking. You see open space with you when you're in the valley. When you are, when you when you sit up there and you see you see you see all the space within you within within you within, around you. The way valleys work, they always have this one point of entry and one point of exit. Like you're surrounded by these mountains, and then there's the valley. But within that valley, there's an exit. You can get you can get out of that. Now, within that valley, you see exactly what's in front of you. The valley is saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand where you're at? Are you going to sit in this area right here? Or are you going to make progress and see what the world is about? Because... Prime example, I go to Fort Worth and see my kids often now. And I say now because finally life has given me the opportunity to do so. When I do go to Fort Worth, I see these rolling hills and valleys. And a lot of times it's just a bunch of trees and land. Just open, open space. All just, all open space. And the open space that's there gives me the idea that life has infinite possibilities. Infinite. And when I say infinite, I literally mean infinite. Like Jesus Christ, this stuff is strong. Like for real. Like when you realize how small you are and how much you have to gain from just the little pieces of life and you realize all these pieces add together to make what we make the world and then you see how small we are in this universe everything even though we seem smaller that means our our chances of life become more infinitesimal meaning we have unlimited potential to do great things a lot of us tend to stay in our little rut and that's it but when I'm talking about the valley, the question is, are you going to leave the valley? When are you going to leave the valley? When are you going to leave the valley of what you're comfortable with? What you going to, you're going to leave the valley of uh, complacency. There we go. The valley represents complacency with the opportunity to change. The mountains are always rugged and they always change. You can always, when you, when you conquer the mountain, the view from the top is always beautiful. Hell, even the view looking up or coming up to it is beautiful because you like, well, this is nice and let me see if I can traverse it. Let me see if I can conquer it. See if I can climb it. See if I can get over it. And with time and experience, you do. But the valley signifies, the valley low signifies, hey, where are you going? Are you going to stay where you at? Are you gonna move forward? Are you gonna push forward? You know, it it it, it it's it's it seems like a simple task, but it isn't. 
why do you, how dare you sit up there and decide to remove yourself from what you're used to, what you're comfortable with, what makes you feel all right? How dare you do that? Your mind is like, no, I don't want to do that. How dare you do that? How dare you, how dare you make that change? How dare you push that? How dare you, how dare you even think of that? This valley has everything you need. Everything you is recognizable. Everything is familiar. This is, this is what you like. This is what we gain right here. When you realize you ain't going nowhere, you still are stuck in the same place you was five, ten, maybe fifteen years ago. So, get out the valley. Get out. Get out the valley. Go conquer you some mountains. So you can see the sunset and see another opportunity. I mean, because the sun does sit in the valley, but guess what? It doesn't make you want to move. It doesn't make you want to move. So make sure you get out of that valley. Whatever that valley is. Get out of that valley and see the path ahead of you. And make sure you do what you need to do to make sure things are right with you. Make sure your growth is correct with you. Because, again, we have infinitesimal potential. And being, that, being in that valley, being in that low valley, there's nothing for you if you're not going out there trying. Right? Okay. We are at the third part of the podcast, which is things. Things is the part of the podcast that I, that I left out or, you know, things that are important but aren't important. Things that I give an opinion about or an ideal about. Sports, news, even uh, holiday events or whatever. And... I'm going to go with two things. One, uh, my Buccaneers play Dallas today. Go Bucks. If you don't see my hat, go Bucks. Um, only thing is, I, I would rather them lose because I don't, I, I'm tired of San Francisco. I know my boy Brandon Brown might be getting upset with me, but hey, I don't. I don't like how how Levi Stadium been cheating some of these teams out of these, you know, out of their momentum like that. I don't like that. I'm a failed football guy. But that game against the Seahawks, they had a plan. The Seahawks had a plan, and they initiated the plan, and they did what they had to do. And then they start making all these false calls, taking out the momentum of the team. I don't like that. That don't favor me at all. But um, also, if you're a Rockets fan, they play the Lakers tonight. I, I didn't even know they played 43 games already. I didn't even know All-Star break was coming around the corner. <laughs> Shows where I'm at. Uh, a lot of these NBA teams are not looking too good, my guy. Hopefully, the second half of the um, NBA season can we can really see some teams pull off some work. But yeah, these them boys fighting over there. I ain't I ain't never seen such mediocre records. I mean, I don't, ain't no full dominance over there. Um, good news. Good news. My son, Asher Martin, made third place in his spelling bee at school. Out of all the students, out of 61 kids, he made third. I'm proud of him. He sat up there and, and, did, and did, some, did some definite damage. Like, the word he missed was frigid, though. And it's all right. That's my boy. He all right. And he going to do it again next year. He, he want to be like his daddy. So, guess what? I'm going to teach him, I'm going to teach him uh, the history of the word so he can understand how to spell the words, you know. 
Uh, my daughter Maya, she made some great, great, great grades to, uh, this this uh, this time around. A's and B's. I'm proud of her. I love it. She's doing her little awesome thing. You know, my kids are being pretty good right now. You know, they going out there doing awesome things. You know. And speaking of awesome things, um, as y'all may know, today is MLK Day. My boy Martin Luther the King, Mr. I Have a Dream himself. And I have a question to ask y'all about his impact. His impact was strong. And how important is it is his role today? We had this man, and I say man, and the reason why I call him a man, like I like I'm saying it, is because everybody gonna find faults. But Dr. Martin Luther King was doing this and he was doing that and yada yada yada. Don't let the man's message, don't let the man's actions overflow the message he pushed. He wanted us, us black people, to be treated fairly. He wanted us to be able to succeed and do do things as, and I'm being racial, as whites. Whites felt like they had the superiority, you know. And to be honest, if it weren't for men like him, other races wouldn't be able to do what they want, be able to do what they need to do. And I'm just going to be honest. We still keep getting pushed to the bottom of the barrel. Some people may feel like they don't. Oh, well, we know. Just like a couple of days ago, somebody tried to set up shop in the Hispanic part of the area. They got rousted out. Like, wait a minute. You getting all upset because we, you know, we set up here. We ain't trying to steal nobody's joy. Y'all should have been set up all this other stuff y'all setting up. You shouldn't block us from the situation because it's, because it's your people, or you call it in and saying one thing and, uh, and another. You know, Martin Luther King role is important today is because we need to get back to togetherness. We need to keep keep getting back to being a whole again. Because when it was us versus them, all of us was forming together. Now, them cause us to be more divided. You know, everybody was like, well, we need more representation. Okay, that's understandable. Representation is fine. Well, we need more of this. Okay, that's fine too. There's always a way to handle things, but you don't have to be so divisive about it. Is it, can y'all name an exact movie where there's a person from every race in there and it's considered a good movie? Can you? Can you literally name the chemistry or uh, movie where everybody had chemistry? We ain't talking about Power Rangers either. I know some of y'all gonna slide that in there. <laughs> but a real legit movie that had real legit drama that related to everybody in every way. Oh. Because right now we've been so divisive and biased with each other. It defeats the purpose of unity. That's why we still need Mr. King's message today. We are not we, we are not free. We're not free at all. A lot of people are like, well, we are. No, far from it, buddy. 
We are indentured servants right now. We go to work and we work for somebody for certain hours a day. Get paid. And then guess what? We work for so long we qualify for retirement. That's that's freedom when we have no task or no job left to do. And we still be able to uh, to create an, uh, an environment for our families. MLK did a lot of stuff. His I Have a Dream speech. His Walk with Selma. He he was he wanted things to come in a peaceful fashion. He pushed he pushed for peace consistently. And there's nothing wrong with peace. Nothing wrong with it. But the problem with that, with how his how can I put it? The problem the problem with Dr. King was everybody nowadays say we need to be more like him. When at his time, he was the most hated man in America. When in that Dr. King time, folk folk wanted to kill the man, and they killed the man for being peaceful. And it really it, it, it made us realize that no matter what we do, peaceful or unpeaceful, you're always gonna be looked at with scrutiny. Prime example. When I went to Fort Worth with my uh, see my son and daughter, we went to the museum. I'm not gonna lie, that museum in Fort Worth, um, I'll have the name of the museum in the description. Has some very beautiful and abstract artwork. Yeah, I got the fire right here. Eamon Carter. See, has some beautiful artwork. And when I say beautiful, it was beautiful, and so. Me and my kids was, were talking, you know. We wasn't sounding like educated, like super educated, like, well, from this era, this this flower, this strokes, you know. But we 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 looked at what colors popped out to us, what arts popped out to us. We cracked a few jokes on some of the art because it looked weird and we didn't understand it. But, you know, what spoke to us and what didn't speak to us and what stuck out, it was a pretty fun experience. And it got tainted by... Stereotypical ass people. My daughter wanted to see one more exhibit. It was right there by the front. My boys were standing right there by the door. And I go see the, the exhibit with my daughter. I come back. My boys looking mad. Hot. Like, what's going on? Dad, these white people were just standing down at us like for no reason. I'm like, are y'all serious? They're like, yeah. And they, you know, I said, where they at? You know, they pointed the family out to me. Like five or six White folk, and I was, I was this dead group of group of white folk over there. Yeah, I said, "What happened?" You know, we were just standing by the door looking at you and Samantha waiting. We were just, you know, joking with each other, and they looked at us like we were just bottom of the barrel. They looked, they, it hurt our feelings the way they looked at us, like we weren't supposed to be there. And so, that's why I feel like Martin Luther King's message still need to be pushed today because we need to eradicate this. Shit. You, we need to eradicate the stereotypes. You know, we need Martin Luther King message bigger today because I'm tired of everybody seeing make it seem like black dads don't exist when that number of when the number of black dads out there is actually more than what the media comprises of. You know, 
I'm tired of being uh, having to walk up the street or walk down the street and somebody a white see me, a female, a white female see me, and she grabs her purse like I'm gonna man. No. If we start showing better views of who we are in the news and in the media, we will be good. But no, even our own people showing fights at school and stuff. What's the message in there? What, 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 where does that? Where, what? Does it do to keep making this dramatization of black people? We like a minstrel show still. You're not being honest. We are just all the reason we get even get any respect is if we're entertaining anybody. We're more than that. We're more than just entertainers. We're more than to make folk laugh and say, "Ooh, and look at our fabulous feats." We're architects, we're artists, we're doctors, we're lawyers. We we have, again, infinitesimal potential. You know? But a lot of us want to be YouTube stars and play pranks on our husbands and wives all the time. You know, want to fight the waiter because he brought us the wrong bottle. And then when you want to sit up there and get mad and want to shoot somebody, I just... Again, Martin Luther King message need to be pushed even harder today because the folk don't understand how important it is peace can be. Now, a lot of people be like, well, I'm a Malcolm X type by any means necessary. I'm going to tell you right now, both their messages need to be pushed. We need to be pu pushing peace by any means necessary. You know, I, I, you know, I get tired of hearing sirens in this black neighborhood I'm in. And it's a beautiful neighborhood. You, you know, it ain't really trash to nothing. But we, we got nothing but drug dealers and folk out here doing Lord knows what. And it's hard to fathom because I'm getting tired of looking at my own people suffer at their own hand. I want to see some successful stories. I want to see some successful black folk. I really do. It, 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 it's, it's beneficial for me, you know. If I can sit up there and see... A hundred black people do successful things. That's great. If I can see my five, I say five, wow. No, I'm not speaking that in existence. My four kids. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. No, 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 no. The bank is closed. No more kids, I promise. No more kids, I promise. <laughs> but, uh, we have to put ourselves in a position to be to be ready and ever diligent for Mr. King's message. You know, when we have to realize that we have we can finally be free of ignorance. That's what he meant. When we can finally be free of stupidity. When we finally can be free. Of judgment, when we finally can be free of of a multitude of things that people do to hold us back, when we finally can be free of by being biased, you know, we can sit up there and be ourselves and be objective and just enjoy life. You know, that's what Martin Luther King meant. That's what he meant by freedom. That's what I mean, being free at last. Being free to enjoy our lives. Right?
please note that when um, when the opportunity arises to be a better person, be a better person. When the opportunity arises to change, change. Because people say, oh, you don't need to change. Be, be the best version of yourself. You know, uh, be, be, be this awesome person who you want to be. Be this great person who you want to be. You have to change. If, if, if you don't change, you don't grow. You don't grow, you can't be better. And I, and I relate that to Dr. Kane because true freedom is the ability to change and become better. When we are finally free, we finally have the ability to change and be better. We finally have the ability to come up and do great things without judgment. We can come up and do great things without 19, 20 of our own or others trying to pull us down. You say somebody, I'm starting a podcast. Well, that's a lot of hard work. Well, I'm doing this. Well, that, that, that. True freedom is being able to say, I'm going to do this thing. All right, I support you. I may not send the money, but I'll watch the show. I may, I may not watch a show. I may tell people about it. There's always a way to do things. You know, it ain't always one. It ain't always one-sided. Mama, Janice, Yvette Martin taught me one thing. And one great thing. There's always more than one way to skin a cat. I know it sounds, sounds gross, but it means there's always more than one opportunity. Always. When we finally put our heads together and realize how much we need to purge the negativity of this country, once we, once we understand that, and once we understand what that negativity is, because everybody has a different view on what that negativity is, we'll be able to make the changes necessary for our growth, and we truly can be free. All right? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I told you, I'm not like other podcasts. I don't. I can't talk for two, three hours like the rest of these young folk can do. I like to give y'all the good old hour power, hour fun and entertainment and inspiration, and make give you the energy and the quirk to make it through the week. All right. For those who enjoy the podcast, give me some topics or ideas that you want to discuss. Maybe, you know, I put them on the show. Um, starting this week. I will be putting my podcast on Spotify and Apple uh, Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to be hustling and bustling. And I don't care how you feel about it. That's up to you. But at the end of the day, all I want is to be able to help you become better. That's it. Help people become better. Inspire people to do something. Inspire people to change. You know? Because my quote is, you can't learn from one another unless we learn from one another alright we got to be able to learn from each other to learn from each other this is Mr. High Fives and Good Vibes I hope that you guys have had a very pleasant day and I, I enjoyed my time with you guys today and I hope you guys have a very good evening and until then just know that 
I love you guys. And I wish nothing but the best for you guys. And you guys go out there and have a great day. Peace.